Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. I do that myself. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I need an answer. I believe I receive interpretation. I'm going to pray the answer in tongues because 1 Corinthians 14 says you speak mysteries. So I'm going to speak the mystery by faith. Then I'm going to get the interpretation by faith. So I'll just go, and then I enter the interpretation through faith. And then next thing you know, I start getting ideas. I start getting answers. Take some practice, of course. I practice this for a while, you know. And then, of course, you test it. Me and my roommate, we wouldn't just interpret and then say, oh, yeah, good job. We would say, no, no, brother, that's not from God. No, 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 I don't receive that. Or, no, you missed it for sure. Definitely not. And then sometimes we would say, that's it. That's right. Oh, you're right. Amen. I was praying about that answer. Yes, good. So we, we, you know, it takes some practice. You develop, right? By faith, you get understanding. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, you can give pleasing to God. By faith, you can give pleasing to God. Some people give to God, not because the Lord told them to, but for some religious reason, and then they, they end up broke. I knew a guy, my wife knows this, my friend of mine, he gave all of his rent money to the church. And then he has six kids. Him and his wife and the six kids were kicked out of the apartment. No, the church was like, praise the Lord, come back next week. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. The church didn't know it was a situation. But he gave and was kicked out of his apartment. That wasn't a pleasing sacrifice to God. It's like that lady that was in our church, Beverly. She said, Lord, I've given you all these years. I've served. I volunteered. I did all those things. And God told her, I never told you to do that. Sometimes we try to make religious sacrifices for God, sometimes even for the wrong motives, and God don't even accept it because it's not what he asked us or desired us to do. Amen? So by faith, we can give an offering that's acceptable to God. Amen? By faith, verse 5, Enoch was translated. Through faith, you can have supernatural encounters with God. By faith, you can visit heaven. You can see angels. You can see supernatural things, have supernatural experiences. You don't have to die to go to heaven. I thought for 36 years, 35 years, that I had to die before I went to heaven. No, death is not your savior. Jesus is your Savior. You can visit heaven through Jesus Christ without being dead. Enoch was translated by faith. And it wasn't the first time Enoch went to heaven. How do you know? Because in Jude, the Bible says that Enoch saw the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints and to execute judgment on the unrighteous. How would he write that down if he was in heaven? He obviously had to come back to earth and write a few things down before he went for the last trip. Some historians say that he was in and out of heaven all the time. Same thing with Elijah. 
Elijah was picked up by chariots, taken to heaven, and the prophets thought, oh, he probably came down over on Mount, Mount Moreb or whatever. Because it was a common occurrence for these prophets to have uh, heavenly visitations, heavenly transportations, to go in and out of the earth, in the supernatural. Enoch accessed these type of divine, supernatural encounters, the Bible says, by faith. I met a guy one time that was wearing uh, glasses, and I, I believe that one eye was blind. He had an eye patch. And I was in a Christian bookstore shopping. And I walked up to this brother, and I said, Hey, brother, I see that your eye is blind. And he said, okay, thank you, Captain Obvious. You, you see the pet? No, he didn't say that. Amen. But I said, I see your eye is blind. I said, could I pray for you for God to heal you? He said, no, I have faith. If God wants to heal me, he will heal me. Is that a correct statement? That's not a correct statement. He had faith that there is a God. He had faith that that God died for his sins because he was a Christian. He even had faith maybe for, you know, God would hear certain prayers. But he didn't have faith that God wanted to heal his eye. You might have faith in God today, but you don't have faith to be translated into heaven. You might have faith today, but maybe you don't have faith for good grades in school. Or a good doctor report from your last visit. You might have faith today, but you don't have faith to give to God. So therefore, you're cheap when it comes to God. See, you can have strong faith in one area of your life, but be weak in faith in another area of your life. Faith is not an all-encompassing thing that if you have faith, then you have everything. No, you have to have faith in who Jesus is to you in that area of your life. Jesus told his disciples, who do you say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Some say you're Elijah, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're you know, Jonah or one of the prophets, whatever. <laughs> and Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Is he your healer? Is he your redeemer? Is he your, your spirit of revelation and truth? Through faith you get understanding and revelation. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Everyone here that's Christian has faith. Everyone here that's a Christian, you have faith. Why? Because you have to use faith to get saved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. So your introduction to faith is your first encounter with Jesus Christ. That is your introductory faith. I believe in God. I believe he died for my sins. I believe that when I pray, he would forgive me. That is your first experience with faith. But that faith doesn't count for the faith that you need to receive the gift of tongues. Now you get over to the Holy Spirit baptism. Now you have to have faith that you can speak in a language you never learned in school. And it goes on and on and on. Faith must be developed in every area of our life. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't even be saved without faith. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that, number one, he is. And we all believe, okay, yes, there's a God. I believe there's a God. But here's where we miss it. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Meaning, we have to believe that he wants to bless us. That he wants to do thus and so in our lives. Amen? By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen, moved with fear to prepare an ark to the saving of his house. Can you imagine how many people tell Noah you're crazy? What was it, Miro? A hundred years? A hundred and twenty years working full time to build a boat where it's never rained? I'm sure he even thought he was crazy sometimes. People always ask me, Pastor, are you sure God told you that? Pastor, are you sure? I'm sure they were asking Noah that. After 30 years, after 40 years, after 50 years, Noah, are you sure that was God talking to you? Are you sure that you didn't eat too much manna? <laughs> Maybe you, you, know, you didn't get enough sleep that night. Maybe you lost your mind. Maybe it was a demon. How do you know it's not the devil? It took faith for him to build an ark for 120 years because it's going to rain and it's never rained. Imagine how much faith that took. And so number, point number eight, it takes faith to hear God and to know it's him talking. To hear God and to know it's him talking. Amen? By faith, Abraham, similar story. He's called to go leave his home into a country he's never been. And he did it. And it took faith. Amen? And he went out looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. By faith, verse 11, Sarah received strength to give birth to a baby when she was already old and past the age of childbearing. It takes faith. Faith can give you a baby when you're barren or beyond the age of giving birth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 17, by faith... Abraham offered up his most precious gift to God, his own son. I can't imagine that kind of faith because I, I could never kill my son no matter what. I mean, I just cannot imagine that kind of faith. But that took faith. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob. It takes faith to impart faith to your children. It takes faith to raise your kids in a godly way. It takes faith to say, I'm going to put my kid in a secular school and believe that they're not going to backslide. Or it takes faith to put them in a Christian school and say, I'm going to believe for the money that it costs to put them in this expensive private school. And then they get in the private school, and sometimes it's even worse than the public school. How many Christian kids do I know that grew up on fire for God in the public school, but went to the Christian school and they're don't believe in God and they're lukewarm and they're cold and get into all kinds of sin. 
I've actually seen more kids grow up on fire for God in the public school than in the Christian school. I don't know why. Maybe Pollyanna has some idea why. <laughs> but I don't know why. But by, it takes faith to, to raise your kids in a godly way. To raise your kids to impart that faith. And that's why God called Abraham. The Bible says that God called Abraham because he would teach his kids. Because he would leave a legacy of faith. That he'd pour into his children the faith that he had. Amen? That also takes faith. Amen? By faith, Jacob 21, when he was dying, blessed both of his sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, he may mention of the departing of the children of Israel. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Takes faith to break the law. His parents were supposed to surrender the kid to be killed because there was a decree to kill the firstborns of all the, the, the Hebrew women. But by faith, they had to break the law. By faith, they had to go undercover, amen? By faith, they had to sneak their son out of there, trusting that God would protect them and cover them and protect their child and raise their child, amen? amen. Verse 24, by faith, Moses... When he was come to years, refused to be the, called the son of Pharaoh. By faith, Moses forsook the wealth, the power, the prestige to be banished into outer darkness, that he would be pleasing before God, not accepting the pleasures of this world. That took faith. Amen. Powerful story, Joseph. By faith, verse 27, he forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king. Not fearing. We were just talking to a friend of mine the other day and we talked about there's, there was a pastor that was always so fearful. Afraid the police were going to get him. Afraid they're listening to his phones. Afraid they're watching his messages. Afraid they're going to, they're afraid this, afraid. He got so filled with fear. Don't you know fear has torment? I said, well, I'm not afraid. I came to the point, you know, where I don't fear who can harm the body, but I only fear who can destroy the soul. Amen. By faith, he didn't fear the wrath of the king. Hallelujah. For he endured seeing him who is invisible. How can you see someone who is invisible? Do you see that? That's powerful. Verse 27. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. That's an oxymoron to see what's invisible. You can't see what, can you see the radio waves and the oxygen here? You can't see the invisible. But Moses saw the invisible. Somebody who can see the invisible is a powerful person. Somebody who can see the invisible, you can't stop them. You can't shut them up. You can't make them be quiet. You can't tell them anything. Because they see something that you don't see. Hallelujah. That's why people of faith, people filled with faith, are the most powerful people in the earth. Amen? Amen. Is anybody's faith being built up today? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) You can feel faith. If you're getting it, you might feel your spirit getting stronger. Amen? Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Amen? Verse 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. The Red Sea didn't just part. 
because of God's sovereignty. It says here that it was through faith that they passed through the Red Sea. Some of us think that God's just going to part the Red Seas for us. And it's just going to, oh, because I'm a Christian, everything's just going to happen all right. And it doesn't work like that. Like this man with the one blind eye. He thought, well, if God wants me to be healed, he'll just heal my eye. No, that's not true. You have to exert faith in that area of your life. And this is what we're talking about, about redemption. That we've been redeemed from sickness, disease, and poverty, and, and all these things that we've been redeemed from. But unless we exert faith purposefully in these areas of our life, we'll never see the divine. We'll never see the fruit of the impossibilities of God being performed in our lives. With God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Verse 20, 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. They didn't just fall down because they were there. But they exerted faith. And they had faith to hear God. And had faith to obey God. And had faith to do something silly. Like just march around a building seven times. And then shout. I tell you guys to shout. And it takes faith for you to obey. And, and maybe some of you can't even do it. You say, oh, shout, amen. Because it takes faith to obey the command of God, to obey the pastor, to obey the Moses, to obey your spiritual leader, knowing that it is God leading the congregation, leading the people of God to experience God, to victory. It takes faith to do that. It's easier to say, well, that's just not my style. Oh, I'm reserved. That's easy. It takes faith to exert yourself out of your comfort zone and to march around seven times and shout with the loud voice. And it's those people that saw the walls of Jericho come down. Amen? Amen. Verse 33. Well, let's, let's read 31. By faith, the prostitute Rahab Perish not with them that believe not. And when she had received the spies with peace, by faith, she lied. <laughs> this is the one that really chips me out the most. This lady was blessed for lying. I say some people are too Christian to be missionary. Oh, pastor, I cannot lie. Well, then you better not go preaching in Vietnam and Laos. And you, you know. You, you think when I filled out my application card for China, I wrote missionary down there? No. I lied. Amen. Some of us are too saved to be any good in this world. Amen. By faith, Rahab the prostitute lied and she hid the people, the spies, the enemy. And God blessed her for that. Amen? Sometimes it takes faith to obey God when it, even when it looks like it's wrong. But you know in your heart what God is leading you to do. And it takes faith to do it. Amen? Amen. Verse 32. And what shall I more say? 
For the time would fail me. I'm even thinking about the time now. Amen. The time would fail me. To tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Japheth and David and Samuel and the prophets. The time would fail us to tell you all my testimonies and all Robert's testimony and Juan and, and, and Nelly's and, you know, Miro's. And time would fail us today to talk about all the testimonies of what God has done for us through faith. I want to remind you today. Everything that you can have and do and be in God will only be exerted through the expression of your faith. Believing Him who is invisible and taking a step to say, I'm not going to be led by my reason of my mind, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe I receive and I'm not going to let go. I'm going to enter into that faith realm. That faith zone. And this morning, I, I felt in my spirit, I felt the, a, a realm, is the best way to explain it, I felt a realm of depression. Now, I don't have depression. It wasn't me. It was just God showing me. And uh, recently, I saw this TV show where this guy was depressed, and I was thinking, that's crazy. How could people feel like that? But I had a, like a visitation where I could feel that depression. And the way I could describe it is like a realm. It's like a whole other reality. You're in another world. You know, me and my wife were talking about how many stars are rich, have, every, have money, cars, beautiful kids, everything. And they're depressed. Rick Warren's son killed himself in depression. And the kid is spoiled brat. Nice house, nice car, money in the bank. He could go anywhere in the world. Why is he depressed? I never could realize this until today. I realized depression is a realm. And that's when the Lord showed me faith is also a realm. When you're in faith, you're, you could, and I, like I said, the Philippines, right? Your house could be torn down. Your banks could be ATM card don't work because there's no power. Everything around you could be just frustration and broken and lost and destroyed. And you're like, I'm in joy. I'm in peace. Because you're just in a different realm. You're not even, uh, yeah, if you're in the natural realm, you'd be depressed. But you're in a different realm. So in depression, you can have everything good in your life and be down. Depression realm. In the faith realm, everything bad could be in your life and you're filled with joy. Because these are just different realities. So, if you are in the wrong reality today, I invite you to come into the faith reality. To leave the realm of depression and come into the realm of faith. Where you believed even though you haven't seen it. Where you have joy even though nothing around you is okay. It's a different realm. So to go from depression to joy is just switching realms. Amen? So I want to pray for you today here that say I have battled. And I look at depression in the Bible. And the first place depression appears is in Genesis chapter 27. Where we see Isaac's wife was depressed over who her son was going to marry. Isaac's wife was depressed. She said, I don't want 
my son marrying the women of Heath. I don't want to marry one of these Canaanite women. I, uh, uh, Genesis 27, verse 46. He said, I don't want him to marry one of them guys. What is my life worth? It's so silly, right? I mean, I'm not a mama, so I can't relate. But she said, what is my life worth? My whole life is a failure. I am depressed. The word depressed actually means suicidal. It means to sever your own life. In the, in the Hebrew, it means to sever your own life. If you have another version, King James Version says, I think she was weary with life. The NET version says she was depressed. So depressed is weary with life or suicidal. We know that suicide is demonic because when the demons went into the pigs, the pigs killed themselves. They went against their animal nature, which is to survive. Only demons drive people to go against the nature to survive. So now she's depressed and she wants to die because... She doesn't want her son to marry. The only thing I could think of was the Koreans. Where are the Koreans at? Where's Sean? Is he around here? Oh, there. Am I right in Korea? Some fathers would rather die than see their child marry a non-Korean. See their daughter marry a non-Korean. When I was in Korea, I talked to the Korean girl. She's like, no, I have to marry a Korean. My father would kill me if I don't marry a Korean. So I can't relate to that because in America, we'll, we'll, we'll marry a horse. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, America, there's just no limits, you know. Love wins in America, you know. <laughs> but, he, but here, she wants to kill herself. She wants to die because she's worried about who her son's going to marry. So Isaac tells his son Jacob, go down to your mother's family and pick a wife from her family. Because I was thinking, if she don't want to marry Canaanites, like, who could she marry? And probably Isaac was thinking the same thing. She, you know, the only one that can make her happy is someone of her very own tribe. You know? So go back to your uncle Laban's house. And in Laban's house, pick a wife. And by faith, he had to make his mom happy. Sometimes to obey our parents and to make our parents happy, to honor them, that also takes faith to do. Because we want to do our own thing. We're, it's our own life. But by faith he did that. And do you know why? Because Isaac told him, if you do this, I'll give you the blessing of Abraham. If you're suffering with depression or, or heaviness or weariness of the soul, I want to pray that that would be broken today and that you would go into out of the realm of depression into the realm of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Where everything could not go right and you're just filled with peace, contentment, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So let's bow our heads. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice today. Everyone that's dealing with heaviness and weightiness and depression and weariness of the soul. And I break that yoke off of them in the name of Jesus corporately. I bind it and I break it in the authority of Jesus' name. And I loose them, God, from that heaviness now. And Father God, I pray that in Jesus' name, you would bring them and take them up now into the realm of faith. In the name of Jesus. 
And I'd ask you guys just lift your hands up to the Lord, close your eyes, lift your hands up to the Lord and allow the Lord to take you into that realm of faith in the name of Jesus. In the count of three, God, I ask that you would take everyone that's been weighted, oppressed, and depressed into the realm of faith. God, out of the realm of heaviness, into the realm of faith, God, in the name of Jesus. One, two, three. To stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can Turn from your way of doing things to His way. And His way is the right way because He made you. And He made you for a purpose. And He knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something, or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening, and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God. Thank you for your time. We love you.